0: Hey everyone, welcome to this fourth season of Professional Pharmacist. I'm your host, Lisa Purdy. I'm a professional development practitioner in the Midwest who loves to share my experiences with all of you, hoping to grow your leadership and your abilities to grow your team. Last week, AMPD Soundbites released their episode, Really Cool, MPD Jobs. That was really fun to be able to be a part of it. I was able to meet with some other amazing professional development practitioners and speak about how my position came about and what I've been able to use, how I've been able to use like the MPD practice model to be able to impact my team. I'd really love for you to be able to check that out and let me know what you think. Uh, That was a really fun project to be a part of. Um, For those of you who are new to the podcast, I've been working as an inpatient pharmacist for 12 years and now a pharmacy professional development practitioner my role expands upon the role of a pharmacy educator by taking on nursing professional development practitioner that model so i cover the six areas that they they do the orientation and onboarding competency management education role development collaborative partnership and research evidence-based practice and quality improvement since Many are trying to find those quality new hires and then actually keep them. I thought I would be revisiting onboarding just a little. I think onboarding really sets the tone for new hires as to how the new hire will feel and experience their new position. And it says a lot about what environment they're now in. This is really the biggest opportunity to shine and show your best efforts by taking care of your new hires early on. This is the first impression and it really does impact their trajectory as to whether they'll stay with you for a while or immediately start looking in another arena. Onboarding starts when you receive the applicant's information. It is crucial to make the paperwork, the background checks and any other piece that's in that initial stage as easy and quick as possible. You want to maintain transparent communication the whole way. This is not a time to keep people in the dark, and yes, it is a lot of work. Be ready with some standard emails you can send the new hires, some templates that you can easily adjust. This will help automate some things for you. One of those templates should be in a welcome email with all the information that they need in one spot. Documents like a training checkoff list or parking and driving directions, or any kind of e-access packets that you can go over Anything that will show that you're really well prepared for them to arrive and you're super excited for them to be joining your team. If you can, give some form of schedule to start with, even if you can only manage the first two weeks. This will really help ease anxiety because they will have no idea how to plan around their new job unless you give that information to them up front. They may have a doctor visit or they, that they'll have to like reschedule or some kind of child care to work out. You want to honor their time and respect their home life so that they can be successful and want to be excited about your position. You don't want them second-guessing and you know thinking maybe their life won't fit with your role. Be straightforward about any kind of weekend or evening or holiday requirements. And if you can, let them know what that's going to mean to them, how it's going to impact them. For instance, if you know they're coming in and they're going to be assigned the Christmas team this year, you need to tell them ASAP. Some people may not care. Others may think it's a really big deal. If they need to work a major holiday, but they get a chance to choose, tell them that as well. Literally the other day, I heard a couple of people in the hallway, brand new to their team. They weren't part of our department. And they were talking about being, they weren't sure if they were going to have to work a holiday or a weekend. Uh, It wasn't told to them during their onboarding time. And they were both concerned that as the holidays came up, that it might be a requirement. And the person that was with them said, you know, I've been here for three months and I don't think we do holidays, but we might. And the lady said, well, if we have to do holidays, we'll just quit before it's time. So make that very clear to them because you don't want to lose a good person because you're not communicating and you're not finding out what's important to them because that might be something you can work with um, in order to obtain a really good employee. Their first day should really be some form of orientation. Bigger companies usually have a program to go through. If that's the case, make sure your new hire is signed up for it and knows where to go, what to do when. If this isn't the case, you really need to create something for them. Day one is full of excitement and anxious uncertainty. Your job will be to bring them into a structured but easy experience that shows commitment to their success. So start with things like, solid clear directions on where to park and make sure to meet them at the door or the lobby bring them into your department and have a locker ready to put their stuff in or a maybe a qb that they're they're in take them on a tour and do introduce them to various team members make small talk with the team so they can feel a little bit more comfortable and get a sense of the environment Make sure they have their badge, maybe their parking pass. Take time to go over your company's mottos, their mission, their vision, their values. Give them insight on how your department and then they individually, how they will make that be like how they'll get to impact it. Think overview, not boring. I can't wait for this to be over kind of stuff. You want to connect them to their purpose early on, but do it with some brevity. Take some time for the paperwork, get their benefits out of the way that first day. Trust me, they want to know that they will be paid on time and they don't want to have to figure it out on their own because usually that stuff's a mess. Give them time to get their passwords in order and any kind of e-access items, get them set up ahead of time and then give them some time to do any kind of required modules to get those out of the way. This may take a few hours. This may take even two days. But by taking the time in the front end to get these things done, you have set the stage for your new hire to start off on the right foot and feel like they have eased into their position rather than get thrown into the fire. You should also have a set idea of what training should look like a pattern that you use to float your new hires through and learn all of your areas. Every learner is a little different, so you'll need to be ready to make those adjustments. However, Having this type of template available to schedule them is helpful for you and the new hire. Also, connect with your trainers. Make sure they are clear on their expectations. Having a training checkoff list is available to them to work with is really helpful. Make sure your trainers know in advance who they're training and give them an idea of like the new hire's background. Also, let them know when they're actually going to be training, like what days, so that they can mentally be prepared when they walk in the door. They don't need them showing up late, five minutes, and then finding out, oh, I have to report here and I've got to train. Like, my head's already all over the place. If they know ahead of time, it makes it just a better experience. Also, by them knowing the background of the new hire, do they have experience, is this the first time doing something, that can really help them tailor how they train and how they teach. The training checkoff list really needs to be a living document that can be revised regularly. Utilize your trainers to be able to do this. As your new hire makes their way through training, check in with them regularly. Every week, every two weeks, whatever really fits your well, fits well for you and that new hire. Also check in with the trainers to see how the new hire is progressing. Any barriers, any challenges, what's going well? This kind of feedback is intended to help the new hire be successful and comfortable. Now there is more to training and onboarding than training checkoff lists. If you aren't familiar with it, there is a new life event chart that was created in the 70s by a few psychologists, Hobsons, Adams, and Hayes. That explains the like mental aspects we face when we start any kind of new life event. So hopefully when you start a new position, it's a positive experience. Over the first few months, a new hire can feel excited and kind of be in this honeymoon type phase. But right about the time that the training starts to drop off, so does their confidence level. They can feel depressed and eventually land in this crisis moment, and oftentimes it hits right around that month six, so like turnover time. They have a choice to make at that point. They can quit, not realizing that whole process has to start over again somewhere else, or they can take a minute, reflect, breathe, (laughs) grow, adapt, and learn until that new confidence forms and keeps them engaged for the long run. And that process can actually repeat itself a couple of times during the course of a year. So just be aware of that. So if you have the capacity, please consider this and develop your programs around this to support them. Your check-ins at 60 and 90 days are helpful, but it may not really be enough to truly capture where someone's headspace is. Have your team intentionally support your new hires in some way. You might wanna consider like a mentorship program or consider various touch points that are strategic. Maybe utilize some transition to practice programs where you bring in new hires into a class for an hour like every two months and talk about some kind of specific topic or learning objective that really helps impact their their practice, but it gets a group of them together talking. Maybe consider incorporating some team building into your regular routine for everyone that allows them to feel connected in a deeper way. Maybe host some events for the team like a night to go bowling or have a barbecue together, maybe a game night. The point is to get creative as you invest into your new hire. The more they feel part of something, the more that you invest in them and show that they're a valuable asset to the team, the better your outcome will be. It's not gonna help everyone, but it will make a big impact on the majority. The fun part about onboarding is that you can be creative and truly anything is better than nothing, which is really what most places are doing right now. So even if you're struggling to make ends meet or achieve minimum staffing levels, this is the time to invest more, not pull back. That means train your new hire fully before utilizing them to cover a call-in. This means not pulling your trainers to fill in your holes. You need to break the cycle of this poverty, in a sense, because instead of barely making it, you need to build up more, invest more, give more. It may feel impossible, but doing extra now means not having to do this later. Your team, your time, your energy, it'll pay out dividends. Your investment into a few will carry them into longer terms of employment and possibly build into promotions and lifelong careers. If you value your people, you will have people who value your company and what it does. If you take shortcuts with them, they will for your business or those simply just stop showing up. It's kind of up to you. Thankfully, it really isn't mean that it's a lot for you to do in order to stand apart from anyone else from the startup. If you start small and think about what little things you can do that will help your new hire, you'll have a big impact because they're going to think, wow, nobody else does this. What are some of your current pain points that you know you can make easier for them? All right, guys, I think that's probably enough to chew on for today. I hope this content really helps you. I hope it gets you thinking about ways you can improve your business or your department. If you have questions or you need to run an idea by someone, feel free to message me or find me on LinkedIn, Lisa Purdy. If you like this type of podcast or the content that it provides, please give a review and add some stars or even share it with some friends in your network. It helps other people find it and hopefully they can get some help and benefit out of it as well. Thank you so much for listening in. This is Professional Pharmacists. Have a great week.